This is episode number 601 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the show. And as I was saying last week, thank you to everyone that supports the show, that listens to the show, listen to one show, listen to all of the shows to get us to 600. We are now over that mark and looking forward to hitting number 700, which those that listen and those that can calculate will realize that we actually do that within a year with two shows a week. Basically takes a year for us to get over another 100, let it tick over. Great show last week, though, if you did not hear it with Dan Wagstaff defining moments in his life in our lives with Dan Wagstaff. I thought that was a great one to pump out there for number 600. I should really mention at this stage our show sponsors, Smith Street Paleo, as we always do. Thank you for their support. Hop over to smithstreetpaleo.com and check out meal plans, recipes, everything you can do. Drop them an email, hello at smithstreetpaleo.com, and they would be absolutely proud to serve you guys. This week, today's shorter show is all about body types what body types we have, why we have the body types we do. And the biggest question I think around this is, is our athletic ability, is our life decided by the body type, the body shape that we have? We hear a lot of people saying, yeah, my body shape can't do that. My body shape can't do this, or I'm just not built for that, or I'm just not built for this. Well, I'm not sure if that's entirely true. Now, I want to kick this off and give a few examples of some sports where we definitely see at the top end of the sport, we definitely see certain body types. We look at athletics, you know, you look at people like pole vaulters, high jumpers, they're very, a lot of these guys in athletics are actually quite long-legged people and sometimes they have a shorter torso you look to if you look at the 100 meter start line of a race you also find a similar build of person especially when you start to compare that to maybe a 5k or even the 1500 meters on the track we go from in the 100 meters and i when i whenever i think of the 100 meters i always think of people like linford christie you know the the great usain bolt these big guys they're strong powerful muscly looking guys and then you go over to like the 1500 or the 5k and these guys they're still going lightning quick but they're a lot thinner a lot lighter look at the marathon runners look at what Kipchoge looks like for example so there is definitely I think at the top of athletics and then we go some definite patterns that we're seeing and some body type that definitely suits that sport or those events a lot more and then you know we go and see weightlifting what are the weightlifters doing in a sport that's close to home crossfit here we obviously see a certain type if you look at matt fraser you look at rich Froning, they're very similar body types they're not too tall they are quite stocky powerful humans because they have to not only lift weights but they have to be able to do gymnastic stuff as well so i think at the top level of sport we are seeing a lot of people that are similar in those sports. So yes, body type, I think at the top end of sports is very, very important. And it takes a certain type of body type. Like we get Olympic weightlifters, for example, they're not always super tall. You know, a six foot six guy just through basically through physics without bar has to move so much longer and so much further and it's 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 in the air for a longer period of time as well which makes that movement of the snatch or the clean and jerk just technically so much more difficult so it's just not they're not predisposed let's say to being able to do those movements well however that's the top end of sport and 
that's the elite and that's the small one or two percent or three percent of the world of the population i want to make this show a little bit more for you guys and i want to tell you i want to go out and i'm going to give you some real specific examples here of yes your body type if you're going to play on sport at the top end if you want to be in the nba for example you know you're gonna have to be six foot six six foot seven larry bird was a little bit shorter the 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 white guy that played in the nba for a long time however these are big guys but in generally in life your body type is not really depicting which sport you should do only if it's in a terrible shape of course, if you're 30 or 40 kilos overweight, then something like running is probably not for you. The gymnastics element of CrossFit is probably not for you. You could still be good at CrossFit, whereas you could have, you could have an incredible row time. And we see that because it's more of a power-to-weight ratio. So you could be good at rowing in CrossFit. You could have a great back squat, good bench press if you're 20 kilos overweight. But when it comes to the gymnastics movement, you're going to suffer massively. So I don't think we're limited We think we're limited and we start to box ourselves in because of the way that we've let our body become or the way that we've trained our body. But I think where we need to go as a general population is that actually we can do anything we want with our body. We can run. We can do CrossFit. We can do weightlifting. You can do boxing to a certain standard. Now, a lot of you are... And there's a few of you that I know listen to the show that are sort of top professionals in your sports or elite sports. And your body type is already, you know, you're already probably in that sport. But for the masses, the body type shouldn't be limiting you. It might be limiting you right now because you might not be quite strong enough. You might not be trained in a certain way. Or like I said there, guys, sadly, you might be just carrying a little bit too much weight to do a specific sport but if we look at it if we look at crossfit there's so many different parts of crossfit that favor those different body types so if you are stronger then and you're you wanting to get stronger you wanting to do gymnastics at the same time then carrying that extra weight for that gymnastics movement is not really going to help you the same applies to running and this is one of the specific examples i was talking about just a little bit earlier there is I remember when I first started ultra running and I'd line up on the start line to a race and there was one, she was actually a female and I, w- I was looking at her and she was, she was quite overweight and I just thought to myself, how on earth is she going to get through this race? Surprisingly, I, w- I, would, I hadn't written her off because I was like, she would not be on the start line. You know, she looked like what she, she, she looked as though she knew what she was doing. And I was like, she wouldn't be on the start line if she didn't know what she was doing. Like, this was a brutal race. It was a 300K single stage race down in Oman. And I was like, but it must be infinitely more difficult for her to get this race done. It's, she's got more weight to carry through these 300 kilometers. She was super successful in that race, actually. She, she did incredibly well, but I personally just couldn't really get my head around how she was going to get it done and also why she wanted to subject herself to this additional load that she was carrying. We had to carry all our kit, so carrying like eight or nine kilos of kit, and then she was carrying an extra 20 kilos of body fat. So actually, if you compare her to the other athletes in, or the other participants in that race, she was doing like way, way better. So... That proves, that's a great example that proves that actually it's not the body type that depicts what's going to happen, but you can mold yourself. You can put yourself in a situation, in a a situation of being more successful in the sport if you take care of your body and get it more towards that. There's a lot of people that will say, you know, I'm doing weight training and I need to 
maybe slim down because I'm going to do a little bit of running now as well. Again, going back to that example, that would help. If you are lighter, it will be easier to propel you forward. The same a little bit with cycling. But I want to come to a second example of when I was actually doing ultra cycling. And a lot of people said to me, I was 92 kilos. I just finished competing in CrossFit. And a lot of people said to me, you need to, you need to be lighter for this. And I, I was doing a lot of cycling. So I naturally lost a lot of weight. And I went from 92 kilos. I went down to about 88 kilos. And the truth be told, at 88 kilos, I was... Yes, I was good on the bike, but I wasn't feeling great. I, I'd look in the mirror, and this is one of the big tests as well. I'd look in the mirror, and I'd not feel confident in what I saw in the mirror. I'd be like, oh, I just feel like I, I, feel like I look quite drawn out, quite gaunt, a little bit skinny as well. And I, I wouldn't feel powerful like I feel when I'm lifting weights. So although my performance on the bike, which was that was the priority at that time, was was going through the roof was was a lot better than it had been when I was heavier I didn't feel very good in myself and both both physically and and also a little bit mentally because I think it's super important when you look in the mirror you're you're confident about what you see and obviously I'd been doing CrossFit before and I'd be 92 kilos when you lose four kilos of muscle and my loss was all in muscle you know, you look quite a lot different and it's down to a little bit of vanity and my, you know, I'd look at my arms and I'd go, oh, gee, they're not, they're not quite as big anymore. And then I remember the, the sort of one specific point where I had to take a passport photo and I took this passport photo and I compared it. It's always good. And that's why I encourage people to have photos lying around from previous photos, like progressional photos is because I was able to compare it to my previous pa- passport photo and I was drawn out in the face. I was, I was very thin in the face and I didn't, you know, I didn't feel uber confident in that state. And also my t-shirts didn't fit me as well. But that, again, was for a specific goal. The goal was to go faster on the bike. So coming back and trying to wrap this up, as you guys know, I like to try and keep this show quite nice and short. I believe that body types, yes, if you're going to compete at the top end of your sport or if your main priority, and this is really what I want you to take away, if your main priority is athletic performance over your health and actually that feel-good factor and that look-good factor that a lot of people are looking for, which I massively agree, then your body type isn't limiting you. Your body type is your body type and the way that you look, but that's been molded over time. If you've been carrying a little bit of weight, like a lot of people say to me, I've been, I've been a little bit overweight for my whole life. Well, I want you to stop that because you don't need to live overweight. You don't need to live carrying that extra weight. You don't need to be the one that can't do the gymnastics movements in the class. Obviously, if you are incredibly big, you're incredibly tall, then those gymnastics movements are going to be something that's always challenging for you. But I think for the general population, your body type is fine from the start but then it might change a little bit you control that and you can keep yourself you can get yourself in shape to do pretty much anything and i encourage you to do that thanks a lot for listening to the show folks appreciate it till next time take care